0: Hi guys, this is Crispino, and I'd like to welcome you to the Bishop Podcast. First of all, thank you all for tuning in to the first episode of the Business and Wellness Podcast series. For the first episode, we are going to be speaking to our very own Shane Nogu, who works as a training manager at Bishop. Now, this episode is really special as we are going to be speaking with Shay about his experience as coming out openly gay in a time where it wasn't so widely accepted. We can only imagine the pain and the kind of difficulties Shea went through during his time. But let me tell you, Shea is an absolute legend and there's a lot that we can learn from him. So be sure to check out the episode and I hope you like the content. Hi guys, good evening and welcome to the Wish Up podcast. It is great to have Shea Nugu with us today. So Shay, thank you for taking the time to come out on the show with us.
1: You're welcome anytime. It was a pleasure uh, having you invite
0: me. Awesome. Awesome. So the theme for this podcast is basically the LGBTQ, uh, awareness month, the pride month. Uh, so we would like to speak to you more about your experience in this podcast, learn about how you faced your difficulties, how you came out as it is really conservative in India. So we'd like to touch on that. What are your, uh, morals, uh, what are your values? and uh, how how has uh, different work cultures influenced you and your behavior. So uh, I hope you are ready for a very interesting session of questions with us.
1: Absolutely. I'd love to share such stories anyways. It's not the first time that I've done this. So happy awesome. to do that for Bishop actually.
0: Awesome. 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 Great. So to start off with, uh, what about Pride Month excites you the most?
1: Well, uh, I've been a part of pride events for almost 10 years when I was in Australia. So I would say the visibility and the awareness that these mm-hmm. events kind of generate and, uh, as much as it was so much fun and a frolic and all about parting when I was in my twenties and I was in Australia mm-hmm. at that time. Uh, I'm more excited uh, about these events happening in India because this is where it's really required. People have become mm-hmm. more liberalized in australia probably not yet in india when it comes to lgbtq plus issues um mm-hmm. recently Andhra andabad uh, started their conducting their own pride events earlier there was just a pride walk but this year they started that a conservative city like lucknow which mm-hmm. i was so surprised had their pride walk in 2017 there are mm-hmm. small towns like were also conducting mm-hmm. such things so you can see the reach uh, that mm-hmm. it's uh, Having.
0: Hmm. What do you think has influenced these towns? Like, as you said, they're very conservative, right? So, what do you think uh, has changed in the past five years, say?
1: I think uh, the awareness that the entertainment industry has created in the last 20 years, the sitcoms have started talking about mm-hmm. it, even the Indian movies have, start- have started talking about it quite some time ago. Mm-hmm. There is a uh, and even today on the television you can see some characters that are lgbtq plus and so the common man even in the remotest towns and uh, cities tied to tier one tier two tier three
0: cities are uh, being
1: made aware and people have become more accepted
0: hmm. so uh, you spoke about being in australia and yeah i've been there as well it's one hell of a place to party so, so how, how how was it different uh, coming from Australia to India and then settling back in India? Uh, the lifestyle is totally different out there. There everybody's pretty open-minded and uh, non-judgmental. And still in India, there are these stereotypes. So how did you face that change and how did you adjust to it?
1: Um, well, yeah, I've lived in Australia for 14 years, so, and I came out when I was in Australia, in fact, the moment I stepped out of the airport in Sydney, in 2003, mm-hmm. I, um, I must have told at least a hundred people on that day that, uh, I am gay. And so that's how it started. And, um, I came to know about the community. I didn't even understand mm-hmm. terms like lesbian, transgender. So all the, uh, different parts of the umbrella of the LGBT, LGBTQ plus were being made aware. Then I started giving lectures on, uh, Indian Cultures at the Sydney Gay and Lesbian uh, Club and Hmm. I did that for the first 10 years. So that actually opened a lot of my horizons. I used to uh, attend a lot of uh, gay clubs. I used to go partying and when you meet people at such avenues, you come to know the entire sea of people that belong to us. And you see the Hmm. good things, you see the bad things, they educate you, you where to go to film festivals, you go to uh, LGBTQ plus events Mm -hmm. and so by the end of, uh, you know, uh, 14 years, I knew what this was all about. And then when I decided to come back to India, it was uh, a big daunting because I was kind of scared for myself. What is Mm -hmm. now going to happen? I am just actually downgrading myself in a way. but I was pleasantly surprised to see the awareness that had happened in my absence in that mm-hmm. decade for that mm-hmm. entire decade. Think, uh cities like Bengaluru, Mumbai, uh, to an extent, I would say even Hyderabad mm-hmm. were suddenly so accepting, especially the mm-hmm. millennial generation. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, even uh, people from my age group, I have mm-hmm. seen so many gay apps that were uh, on, on our on phones and they had, you know, they had launched in India. Grindr had launched in India, Blue had launched in India. So, mm-hmm. And plus there were some movies as well. I remember there was Kapoor and Sons that released, there was uh, a couple of other movies that were released as soon as I, when I returned to India, I was mm-hmm. very happy to see that. I even went out, uh, you know, partying in Mumbai, Delhi, and I actually felt safe for
0: you like was it easy or difficult for your family to accept your decision or uh, like do they still consider it, consider it as a taboo
1: uh, well uh, I always say this to uh, everyone that asks me I might I must be the luckiest son uh, that I've ever seen because my parents I came out to them almost 10 years ago not mm-hmm. uh, usually uh, like I came out to others in 2003 mm-hmm. but to my parents I came out in 2010. Some mm-hmm. time, but uh, and the reason why I didn't come out to them earlier was obviously the same fear and fear of abandonment that every LGBT plus person has, and I've seen mm-hmm. that this happens even uh, this happens in uh, all the countries, even in the Western countries, mm-hmm. and uh, I've seen other people getting abandoned, thrown out, uh, not having talked spoken to, and completely alienation. So. I was scared, but then when I told my parents, uh, in 2010, they, my dad didn't even say one word, maybe on some level he already knew and he already had accepted that. Hmm. And my mom probably didn't talk to me for two days, but then after two days, she came and embraced me and my partner and there has been nothing else after that. So I'm very, That's amazing. very amazing.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Mothers are always soft-hearted. So yeah. And I would say you're really lucky. Yes compared to some of the stories I've heard from my friends. Yes, you're very lucky. Uh, So did you face any judgments from your colleagues at that time? May it be in India or in Australia?
1: Absolutely. See, uh, there is another thing that uh, has happened, which is quite toxic or opposite to what other Indians have faced in Australia. I Mm -hmm. used to hear a lot of racism that uh, every Indian has mentioned that, yeah, I have faced racism, but Mm-hmm. That is something that I have never faced. I don't know mm-hmm. why, uh, maybe because of the company that I kept, but I faced a lot of homophobia, mm-hmm. uh, having abuses hurled at, being spat on, um, uh, mm-hmm. being discriminated at work. I even was stopped because, uh, because of my sexuality, I was stuff for a promotion, um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, random, uh, Facebook comments, please die, go die, go to burn in hell, all those things. Wow are something that I've seen not only in Australia. I still see that in India.
0: Why though? Just like random, random trolls, just trolling you.
1: Because when you're open about yourself, I'm open to even my neighbors here in in, in the apartment society that I stay, I am open on social media. I am open on, uh, to my relatives, which Hmm. is a very crucial uh, and, uh, you know, a controversial thing to be Mm -hmm. opened about. Because their questions are raised and you know, about how the Indian society functions, the parents mm-hmm. might support you, but then there are always these uh, elements, your cousins or your relatives you know, will not accept. And then they will probably influence others to not uh, accept such a lifestyle. True.
0: Yeah. So according to you, is it important for companies to embrace diversity, equality and inclusion and to like uh, market it or to talk about it? Or do you think it's something that should be subtle?
1: Um. See, first of all, uh, Chris, you know, I actually kind of go with the fact that a private company can have their own rules, mm-hmm. can hire whoever they want because it's a privately owned organization. Nobody is uh, bound to anything. It's their organization, their money. It's up to them who they want to hire it. That's something that I always believed in and I still do. However, saying that it's 2022. You just cannot mm-hmm. avoid diversity. Diversity is a good thing. Uh, because we are all evolved from different parts of the world with different traits. We all come with so many uh, strengths individual strengths, right? And these things actually help in a workplace, right? When you combine a variety of internal and external ideas from different uh, cultures, different countries, then somehow the end result is always good. And that's what the companies should hope for. And I've seen that most of the companies have embraced diversity and it also allows them to uh, proclaim and shout from the rooftops that they are diverse enough. Because that's what the millennials want to hear. Millennials are the future of these corporates because, you know, these are the people that they hire. Absolutely. So they have to cater to that, uh, you know, that demographic.
0: So do you think it makes a difference when a company explicitly states that they are LGBT inclusive, does it make a difference? Like uh, if you are suppose applying for a job or, you know, you're looking at a company to deal, deal with, Does, does that make a difference in your perception?
1: Absolutely. You know, that actually talks so much about, first of all, the founders of the company, the values mm. on which they want to build the company. And it mm. also shows a lot of acceptance, not just with the diversity, but also mm. in general of how they want to deal with their employees. Mm. So that uh, speaks volumes and I would definitely be more comfortable if a company is announcing that they are LGBTQ plus friendly. If they are mm. not, then I would think twice, uh, uh,
0: you know. In, what, what do you think, Shay? Is it easier being queer right now? Or was it five, ten years ago?
1: Oh my god, yeah, absolutely yes, it is. People, uh, youngsters these days have it so easy. When I was growing up in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, I didn't even know what gay was. I thought it was a disease. For the years yeah, I struggled with too. myself. I had to lie, pretend, and uh, So it wasn't easy for me or for anyone else that grew up during that time because we didn't have any role models. Who who, who do we find similar, where do we find similar grounds? And when you don't find similar grounds, you think that you are deceased. You are uh, somehow probably mentally not uh, right. And uh, you somehow try to end up hurting yourself or, um, you know, going to the extremes. Hmm. or probably contemplating some uh, suicide or have those kind of thoughts, you will definitely slip into depression, Hmm. hardly anyone of us who hasn't uh, gone into depression, who grew up during that time. Hmm. But nowadays, look at this. It's people are everywhere. Gay people are everywhere. Not only gay people are seen and appreciated. They are successful. Uh, especially I I don't want to talk about other communities because I should not be speaking but I know for a matter of fact that the gay community is one of the most successful communities in terms of their earning potential or in Mm -hmm. terms
0: of this so what's something people uh, or employees can do during the pride month to gain awareness about the lgbtq plus community
1: I think uh, I'll tell you what I used to do and I've done this for so many years in my previous organizations as well is Decorate my desk and uh, have some photos. If I, you know, the times that I've been in, my re- in a relationship, I usually mm-hmm. put photos of the person, or uh, I even go and attend these festivals and make sure that I put them uh, as photos at that time, mm-hmm. even know, they were not stories and reels, reels is something that uh, is very recent. So mm-hmm. that's what I used to do. I put it, uh, used to put it on Facebook and uh, there was this workplace where uh, there was a notice board as well, where he used to also do that. He used to conduct uh, events. There were some, I think uh, one of the employers that I worked with also introduced a kind of a, not NSFW drag performance, but there there was some sort of a gay themed party Mm -hmm. where, uh, you know, there was dancing and playing to some songs that are popular with, with the gay community, mm-hmm. those things, um, and then I think such interviews should happen. And uh, as I said, it's not the first time I've given such an interview, I've been a part of such interview and uh, this should definitely help the people who are in the closet and who are looking in that organization. If we all need role models, we all need that motivation from someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that person was able to do that. I can also do that. It's not that bad. It's not the end of my life. I will not, uh, you know, uh, stay closeted. I won't lie for the rest of my life. I will also come out one. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was. I'm sure it was hard for you as well, and you still managed to do it. So yes, I mean, anybody listening here from Bishop or from any other organization, yes, you should take the step and uh, follow your heart. So as a part of the LGBTQ community, does working remotely benefit or hinder you in any way?
1: I think this is actually a very good uh, sort of a boon, not only to all the employees who used to work out of the office, but also Mm -hmm. to uh, housewives and LGBT community because you can be safe, you know, you can still be open about yourself and yet be safe because you're in the within the the safety of your house. and uh, There's no Mm -hmm. one that can, uh, you know, comment on you. Usually in an office environment, there's always that mockery that goes around. There is always that uh, joking around, pulling someone's leg. And that's Mm -hmm. something that you can actually avoid. Uh, Not completely avoid, but can avoid to a large extent. You can dress up the way that you want, right? When you work in an organization, which is an office, we all think twice about how am I supposed to dress, um, mm-hmm. especially the transgender community. They, they, they want to put makeup on their faces, but they probably, sh- you know, shy away because they are always like, oh my God, you know, I'll be probably subjected to some kind of worst comments either on the road or in other workplace. So that's something mm-hmm. that uh, we all can avoid when it's a remote work setup. And because the chats and interactions are usually uh, recorded, you can hmm. actually as well if someone is
0: trying to act smart. Point. That's <laughs> a point. <laughs> awesome. So, how has your experience been working with Vishap? Do you think that we can do anything differently to spread awareness and increase inclusivity? Oh, well,
1: you know, the fact that I'm still here with Vishap actually should say a lot.
0: How, how many years has it been for you with Vishap
1: right now? Uh, I did, uh, when I joined Vishap two years ago, I did have a personal issue and I remember talking about it in detail with the founder and my reporting manager at that time, Shweta. Mm-hmm. And, um, I actually thought I would probably take, uh, you know, probably quit because it mm-hmm. was a huge, um, uh, thing that had happened in my personal life. And I, was in the verge of so a mental breakdown and uh, mm-hmm. I just didn't want to continue because I didn't continue but that was the time when uh, when they listened to my story then I'm quite open about what has happened it was something mm-hmm. to do with the with the relationship that I had which has just ended and that's when they came to know that I was at G, G, uh, Q plus and mm-hmm. maybe on that level or probably because I was going through they still uh, supported me. They offered Mm -hmm. me a chance to just go on a sabbatical instead because they Mm -hmm. knew that I was a performing uh, employee. I was pulling five stars from clients. So they knew Mm -hmm. that uh, this is someone who's capable and they gave me that opportunity to take uh, Mm a sabbatical and then return back when I'm fine. And that's exactly what I did. And I was, Mm -hmm. so uh, touched their uh, gesture that, uh, and I, I don't think I've had any complaints even today, and I still keep saying this in all the introduction meetings and when, I, when people join Vishap is, uh, Vishap takes care of me more than I take care of myself. That is what it
0: is. Uh, so now moving on to a lighter question and you have to answer this one. <laughs> so now uh, I'm sure that people still don't know uh, how to behave with LGBTQ plus uh, in public like your friends. Uh, so what are some of the funny things that people say to you, maybe unintentionally, but it comes out as uh, really funny while they're trying to overcompensate for it. Come I on, gotta, you got to give me at least one.
1: So many things because there's so <laughs> inappropriate comments that that are coming up in my head, but I just can't say it. Uh, are you a man or a woman? Are you, Yeah. Uh, you know, what private parts you have? Are you? How did you not marry? How can you not marry? Why can't you get attracted to a girl? Try it. Why don't you just get married? All the problems will be sorted.
0: Um, I'm sure that's said by an Indian auntie t- <laughs> to you oh, at a wedding or something.
1: This is something every uh, LGBTQ plus person yeah, can it on a daily basis. Not just LGBTQ plus, I think even a uh, uh, heterosexual uh, teenager or person of marriageable age
0: marriageable
1: yeah. age, which is, again, some term that has, the society has
0: somehow dictated on us. I think that's, that's 24 to 30, right? The ideal Indian marriageable age for a girl. Since like, yeah. Right, since 21. 21, okay. Yeah. If your life had to have a theme song, what would it be?
1: Hands down, uh, 2010's Katy Perry's Firework. If you listen to the lyrics, she gives you this kind of enormous confidence, uh, no matter mm. how down you are, whatever has happened, if you listen to those lyrics, it just uplifts you within seconds. And that mm-hmm. is when I actually found my confidence until I came out in 2003, it took me so many years to even gain mm-hmm. some kind of ground or even stand up for myself, it came mm-hmm. in 2010 and I heard that song. So that is definitely oh, really? my Yeah. It's nice. And uh, there was another song that, uh, which actually defines us, Mm and from my favorite Lady Gaga, "Born This Way," uh, two thousand
0: thirteen. Yeah, I think she's been quite like a role model for the LGBTQ community, right? Role model. Awesome. All right. So another question is that. See, I follow you on Instagram, you're there in the WhatsApp group that we're there. And more than your stories or your posts, we see Madhuri Dikshit over there. So what's the story between you and Madhuri Dikshit? Like, why do you like us so much?
1: I think we are just born uh, 16 years apart, just one soul, two different people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, nice.
1: Well, where do I start? See, Devi and Madhuri Dikshit are two actresses of the 80s and 90s that the gay community, especially the gay community, not, I'm not talking about the lesbian, transgender community mm. or any other communities within our umbrella, the gay community identified with these actresses, uh, because they were creative, they were skilled, mm. they used mm-hmm. to dance so well, mm. they used to emote so well and they used to entertain. It was mm-hmm. the 80s, 90s was all about dance songs from these two and somehow the gay community identified, They Uh, Whenever they had some issues, they used to just immerse into their, this world of dancing and uh, just looking at these two actresses and somehow they motivated people to be cheerful enough to always be expressive, to always dance out your worries. So all those Mm -hmm. things somehow made them, uh, made us like them. And uh, when it comes to Madhuri Dixit, I just love the way she has conducted her personal life. A lot of people think that, uh, I like her dances. I like the way she smiles. It's like, it's called a thousand word smile. No, it's not about that. Of course, mm-hmm. she's had the highest of highs in the nineties. And even mm-hmm. she's still in the reckoning, uh, despite being 55 years old, she has like mm-hmm. 30 million followers, nobody from the eighties, nineties, actress group has that kind of following. I actually mm-hmm. follow her because of the way she has conducted her personal life in the sense that she used to tell, uh five things in the interviews since right since the nineties, first is, you know, always, if you love someone, always give you a hundred percent, or if you love anything, it can be work as well. Give you a hundred percent. That's something that I always do. Um, dancing is spiritual. You know, it actually de-stresses you. And that's something that I've been following right since then. Family. So can you private. dance
0: like Madhuri as the next question? Oh.
1: <laughs> Nobody can uh, get even close to her. Forget about even, even imitating. It's like blasphemy even trying out. Yeah, she um,
0: she's truly amazing.
1: Yeah. And uh, so yeah. you were
0: saying you were on third point here. Yeah.
1: yeah, the third one is, uh, uh, you know, family is important. No matter, uh, people will come and go, but there's only family that uh, will love you unconditionally. The word mm-hmm. here to notice is unconditionally because people do love you for various reasons, monetary, financially, whatever supportive, uh, support reasons, but that mm-hmm. and that's something that I learned. And, uh, that is also one of the reasons why I came back because family is important and she also operates on the same principle and she has the same values. Um, then there's always some talent in everyone. We just need to mm-hmm. find it and harness it. And that's what even I do when it comes to my trainees or, uh, just people in general, I try to make them aware that, you know, you're not useless, Or especially from our community. People think that we're all you know, second grade people, secondary citizens, but no, here yeah. we, we all have our own skills. So these are the things that I learned from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I conducted my life, almost like hating her. Then we both went to the same college, both born in mm-hmm. May, both have the same handwriting, both fell in love in the same year, both came back to oh. India, both have, uh, both born in Andheri, both went to the same school. So, so many similarities.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. So, Shay, do you have any advice for all the cured people out there in the corporate world? Yes. See, uh, your workplace is probably the
1: easiest place to come out. Number one, why? Because people will not judge. They will think twice to judge or even pass mm. comments because that is considered as discrimination at workplace and they are uh, they will uh, face consequences so you'll be always safe the second thing is that people will uh people want to keep see such people uh, such lgbtq people uh, at workplaces because even people want to know Mm-hmm. Um, we all They all hear about it, they all read about it, they all see mm-hmm. uh, such people, but when, when it comes to actually meeting such people, uh, people also want to know. So you can be open with them and at the same time not, uh, you know, expect a lot of homophobia at least at workplace. Mm-hmm. So I think that is probably one of the main reasons why companies should be diverse enough
0: and you should come out probably at a workplace.
1: And
0: then to your friends. Maybe. Feel the water a bit, see how yeah. comfortable you get and yeah, then, all right. Makes sense. Shay, I, I can't thank you enough, man. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. It was really insightful and I got to know a lot about the LGBTQ community and about, uh, your experience. I mean, it, I'm sure if I was in your place, I don't know how would I have handled that back 20 years ago. So kudos to you for that and uh, I'm sure this would help anybody in WishUp or any of our listeners out there if they are planning to come out like go for it absolutely we don't live, live in that world and
1: anyway thanks so much Trish, you know, this was absolutely wonderful and I'm so glad that WishUp did this and, uh, and I'm so glad that you asked me to you know participate in that uh, in this event and I'm happy to contribute because this is something that WishUp uh, this is one of the best things that bishop has done at least this year and i'll always remember this
0: awesome all right shay thank you so much see you around <laughs>